Hey guys, Surly Talk Sports here and welcome back to episode 3 of Sit Downs with Surly. I'm absolutely fizzing for this one. Today's guest is a superstar of rugby league and one of the greatest talents in both the NRL and the Kiwis. He's the highest all-time point scorer for the Warriors, a golden boot winner, current member of the Kiwis squad, and most recently, a Cronulla Shark. He is one of the most talented and gifted players to have played the game, and some of the things this bloke can do, even the game's greats can barely describe. He's a proud product of the Hibiscus Coast, a family man, and above all, a bloody good bloke. So without further ado, let's get into it. How good. Sean Johnson has arrived in the NRL. Johnson, 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 Johnson puts it over the line. How good is this kid? How good is he? Sean Johnson! He sprints away to score. He could dodge raindrops. Sean Johnson, he's that good. Gets the pass to Johnson. Johnson still going. Dummies again. Zealand inside the kangaroo's half. Johnson works. Oh, Thompson! Look at the speed! Look at the speed! The roadrunner is away! Sean Johnson! Johnson steps right, steps left! Hey, Sean, thanks for jumping on, mate. Appreciate it. First league player in the mixer. How good? About time, bro. About time. I've been waiting to jump on this for a while, so about time you reached out. Here we go. OG fan. First things first, got to get it out the way. Uh, The new blonde lid, mate. What's going on? Has COVID got the better of you? Um, Some would definitely say that, bro. It's um, it's testing times for everyone. Just looking for something to take my mind off it for a split second and this definitely did it. So I'm actually, uh, I'm actually going to like it. Kayla, Kayla hates it, but I'm actually, I think I look half decent with it. So yeah, might be here to yeah. stay. Suits you, for sure. Uh, you guys are in semi ISO at the moment. Uh, what's getting you through the old NRL lockdown anyway? Any, any new hobbies or? Um, nah, like new hobby is putting together flat packs for the baby room. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's that's actually so this isolation period has come at uh, I guess there's no good time for it but if there ever was a time it's probably now for us you know having that time uh, at home that extra time at home to put together the baby room and um, obviously spend a bit more time with Kayla while she's pregnant so it's um, yeah it's it's been okay actually we've, we've been we've been all right yeah congratulations on that as well been a big few months for you personally the, the wedding and then the baby that's unreal yeah, it is, bro. It's um, it's been a it's been a crazy few months. It's it's actually it's been a really exciting few months as well. Like the wedding was amazing. What well, you know, all our close friends and family made the trip over to Byron for that. So that was um, that was really cool to share with all of them. And then obviously finding out the news that you know we're expecting a little girl just caps it all off. So um, yeah, exciting times ahead. 
Ticking goals. Right, let's go back to when I first met you around, uh, probably around 20 years ago now, actually. You were a <laughs> young man rocking the same blonde lid, blonde lid, I remember, actually, the old mince and cheese back in the day. And uh, you're playing yeah. rugby union for Silverdale with old Cuff and Logan Dodds and those boys. I uh, like to think yeah. I got your confidence up a bit early doors, mate, because you probably stepped me about 50 times coming up through the grades. And then... Uh, to Oriwa College, first 15. You were a good rugby player. Was uh, rugby a genuine passion of yours or was it just a way to play some sport with your mates? Yeah, bro. Firstly, I'll say whenever I was coming up against you, I always knew it was going to be a good day. Oh. It was always going to be a good day. <laughs> Appreciate that, mate. The old turnstile. How good. <laughs> no, you know what? I remember thinking back when we um, used to play against one another, um, like, because you were always like decent size, you know, you're a solid human. Yeah. And sure. I, I feel like I, I was always like the scrawny kid, you know. So I was always thinking, man, I'd love to have your size, you know. At first five, I'd love to have your size. So I remember um, rugby, like for me back then, bro, it was never really uh, something I took seriously. It definitely was more a way of me socializing with my best mates, you know, all my best mates at school, like you said, Calf, uh, Logan Dodds, you know, those boys. They, they were all rugby players. So um, that was that was my way of sort of just staying close to them. You know, they was obviously come over, have a run, and I did, and it was it was fun. But certainly league was always the sport that I knew um, I was either more suited to or enjoyed more. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 2008, your last year of school, the, the famous touch video was released. Over a million views now on the – on the different videos on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. Sean for about a minute and a half just stepping blokes left, right and centre on the <laughs> touch field. Uh, were you surprised with the amount of attention this video got, bro? Because this was kind of the first highlights video that made some real noise and, and got people noticed. Yeah. Like, you're a bit of a forefather for this, mate, the godfather. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy because um, when we first released that video, it was actually over a college touch highlights. And... Um, no one knew who Oro College was. I remember we went yeah. down to Tarch Nats in 07. Um, we played a few of the big schools. We we did okay for ourselves. I think there were 16 teams there, the best 16 teams in the country, and we, I think, placed nine. And for a yeah. school that no one knew about, that sort of put us on the map a little bit. And then in 2008, we went down there again, um, and we played Rotorua Boys in the opening round. And Rotorua Boys won it the year before. So they had this big crowd following them. They had... They had all the cousins and the bros with the hats backwards and the different coloured boots on, and you know, but a bit intimidating for these little, um, these little white boys, these little like scrawny agents from the coast, you know, yeah. to to come up against. But um, we got out there and we actually beat them eleven three, bro, in the first game of the tournament. Ooh. And so we sort of, yeah, we 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 made a bit of a statement, and then from that point on, we we actually had some crowds following us throughout the tournament. We actually made it to the final. We lost in the final to Hamilton Boys, who had. <clears throat> I mean, they had about half their team was second year seventh formers, but we'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was crazy that touch allowed um, allowed me to gain that traction um, of exposure, you know, and giving people, um, you know, like an insight into you know these kids from the coast that just that just love playing touch. And probably, but certainly, like more crazy now is that people refer to me as Sean the Touch Player. Yeah, that's you know, unreal. like. Sean, you're the touch player. I'm like, well, bro, I've played league since I was four. Like, yeah. I only played touch in the summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the sort of impact those videos have had, I guess, on my career. Um, and it is, it is definitely crazy to think the traction that they gain. 
Yeah, unreal. And then after the viral video, the the Warriors came calling. You're probably in touch with them before that, but that seemed to kick things on. Um, you weren't the biggest kid growing up, but I remember seeing you about six months later after you started training with them and um, looked like you'd put on about 10 kilos. What what was going on there? What the name of you doing? Oh, man. That was the craziest off-season or the craziest summer of my life. I went from 68 kilos to 80, 81 or something, or 82 kilos, I think, over oh, just the right. course of a preseason. Um, yeah, I... Uh, so that those those touch videos definitely gave me a foot um, a foot in the door in terms of the Warriors. That's why you'll see the clips of just me playing. They were sort of like my CV, and that, I remember us sort of pulling that clip apart and us naming it Sean Johnson CV, and we put that out there. My dad and myself put that out there, That's and that was like to tell the Warriors, "Hey, um, send it to the Warriors, and this is where send the link to the Warriors, and this is where they can view the video." <laughs> and sure enough however many years on we are it's still getting pulled apart and talked about so it is crazy man like when, yeah. i haven't actually thought about it like you've just said so it is sort of buzzing me out a bit but um when once i got into the warriors obviously i was small like you said i was i was underdeveloped i, I was nowhere near the the physical standard or you know the, yeah definitely the physical standard anyway i needed to be if i wanted to play at that point in the development thing for the warriors so yeah um, I was looking at kids playing my position that were that had you know five, six, seven kilos on me, and they were still sort of on the lower on the lower side of the weight yeah, class. Yeah. So that's where I put in all that work. I, I yeah, I worked out and I um I trained hard with the Warriors, but it was actually what I did away from the Warriors. It was what I did uh, every morning um, and every day living at home. <laughs> I I force fed myself yeah. and. Fuck. I remember waking up and I was, I, I can't believe this. I got to the point where I was ungrateful to have two pieces of toast, with baked beans on, and two fried eggs on top with a protein shake every morning. Jesus. I got to the point where I didn't want that. It was like, no, dad. I could smell the eggs cooking and I'd be like, nah, yeah. nah. <laughs> Give me some cocoa pops. <laughs> yeah. He always said to me, like, this is what you're going to have to do. You've got to put on size. And, yeah. Um, yeah, together we did that as well as obviously the training at the Warriors. So a lot of force feeding and a lot of eating, um, you combine with weights. And like you said, I turned into, I guess, a boy from being a child. Definitely wasn't a man yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming. That's coming. 20, 2009, 2010, you had uh, two years with the Warriors under 20s. You won the comp in that, in that last year. Uh, part of two pretty talented sides, but you personally were playing unreal. Even Andrew Johns said he hadn't been this excited about a player in a long time. Um, how were those years coming through the 20 system, and did you feel much pressure to live up to the hype that was starting to form around you in New Zealand and in Oz? Um, yeah, like the, the two years playing in the 20s was some of the, you know, my best memories. Um you know, you're playing. You're playing with guys at the time. You're just your mates, and you're always sort of well, at, at that stage. It's the unknown on who's going to go on to be NRL players, or you know, have big careers, or you know, what what's going to be up, what's going to come next after all this. So, um, to look back on some of the players I was playing with, I, I was very lucky to play in a pretty talented team. And that, especially the year we won the comp in 2010, I remember the feeling that we had in our group that we were like, we. we I remember us thinking like, yeah, we're the best team in this comp like we had that level of confidence at 19 years old that no one in this comp could beat us yeah you know what i mean so that that's a feeling um 
Are you sweet, babe? I don't know if you're picking up on my missus in the background burping and shit. What, yeah, what are you up to? She's battling. Yeah, feel free to put that in there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, I don't edit it. So whatever you say is going <laughs> yeah. on, bro. Unreal. Yeah. Just so you know, babe, this is uh this doesn't get edited, so that's on that's online. Yeah, that's going viral. Yeah. Um sorry, but to get back to yeah, the <laughs> I, I played in I played in like bro, I played in such a talented team that um yeah, that that was it was such a fun time. So and then obviously all the pressure and that that comes with it, like yeah, people were making a bit of noise. Um like you know, people saying nice things about me, Andrew John's obviously saying that stuff about me. I um like I mean I remember like I never I never wanted to take it on board, you know, like I never I never wanted to believe it. Um anyone that gets nice stuff said about them, it, it feels good. You know, I remember feeling like, oh, far out. Like that's, oh, I remember I was being more buzzed out that he was even speaking my name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't even didn't even take on board what he was saying. It was just more that, what, he knows my name. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things I tried my best not to, yeah, not to believe the hype too much and, you know, just stay focused on working hard and improving my game. But pro- probably looking back on it, I, I at times probably did, you know, just – dive into it a little bit too much and that's where that's where maybe um you know especially at the start of my career those inconsistent uh, the inconsistencies of the up down sort of periods of play um you know I, I definitely think maybe stem from so um you know as you get a bit older you 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 learn how to uh, manage that a bit better yeah for sure 2011 yeah. uh round 13 you made your debut in the nrl do you remember who was against and uh what was the lead up to that game like for you bro must have been pretty exciting <laughs> Yeah, bro. It was um, it was round thirteen, I think, two thousand eleven. It was against the Roosters. I know that. Yeah. Um, and it was a wet, wet shit night in Sydney. But I remember, like, I remember just being blown away by the fact that I was standing out on an NRL field. You yeah. know, like. So the week I'll talk you through the week first. So the week um, <laughs> Ivan Cleary is a pretty cool customer, right? He doesn't give too much away, so. Um, we do our review in that, um, and we're getting ready to walk out the tunnel to run out and go train. You know, yeah. I'm now smart number one, and Ivan had obviously had a meeting with the senior boys in the Warriors at the time, and let let them know or ask their thoughts on if you know he should give me a crack this week. Yeah. So they obviously, whether they agreed to it or not, <laughs> who knows? But he decided <laughs> to give me a crack that week, and I um I was just running out, just being. A, bit of a dickhead like I usually am, mucking around, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, hey, Sean, pulled me aside. And I remember when he pulled me aside, I was like, oh, I think I'm getting told off, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he goes, hey, no, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's along the lines of like, how are you feeling, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, um, how would you feel about playing first grade this week type thing, you know? And I was just like, oh, like, what was that? What, say that again, sorry? <laughs> yeah. what, what, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm going to give you your debut this weekend and I just I remember I just couldn't stop smiling and Ivan such a people's person he just was so happy for me so I remember he just like started smiling and laughing back at me yeah and I was like yeah sweet but I was like took that I was like yes but then I had to go train so I couldn't call my parents or anything yeah, I had to go and train right. so as I'm running out onto the field through the tunnel like a few of the boys are looking at me and I'm like what, what's going on like do they know or do they not know and I'm trying to play it cool. I'm like acting cool, you know, yeah. like running out. It's like, yeah, yeah let's be know. serious now, you yeah. know. And they're like, Sean, it's all right, bro. You can, you, it's all right, bro. You can smile. 
And I'm like, oh, and I just couldn't contain myself. <laughs> and then they all like, they were just stoked for me. I was like, yeah. Oh. So it was such a cool, it's such a cool memory to look back on because like, obviously everyone works so hard. Um, if, if to play in the NRL is your dream and you, you get to achieve that, it's, um, it's, it's a fit, you know, for you, you know, with a podcast, yeah, with business, that's what you always wanted to do. And then you realize that like, you're sitting here interviewing all these athletes and these players, you're going far out. This is like, far. I'm doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was like for me when I got given that opportunity. It's like, oh man, this is happening. How good. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, a crazy week. We, we lost that game. It was a real tight game. Played solid, did nothing crazy, but um, got a few more opportunities to follow um, from yeah, that game. Sure. So yeah, that was pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, pretty unreal rest of your season. I remember the try against the Broncos at Suncorp, just tore them up. That was unreal. And then, uh, of yeah. course, in the preliminary final against the Storm, set up the old game winner for Louis Brown and then on to the grand final. Pretty dream yeah. start for the NRL career, bro. You must have been thinking this NRL stuff was easy. Uh, do you remember – what do you remember about the build-up to the grand final and how nervous were you for that game? Yeah, this is – um. This is probably the part of my career I wish I could change, eh? Um, like, just with being so young, and like you said, like, that's all I thought the NRL was. Yeah. Play play 16-odd games and you find yourself in a grand final. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is living, Barry. You know what I mean? Yeah. How good is it? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I um, I had all these warnings around me. I had Lance Ohio telling me, hey, Shawnee, like, the week of the grand final, I remember, He's saying, mate, you've got to soak this up. Like, I, I vividly remember him, like, talking to me and saying, soak this up, bro, because it goes fast and you never know if you'll ever be back here. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, bro. Like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a young man. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. And um, everything else, honestly, is such a blur. Yeah. It just happens so fast. Even the game is a blur. I remember running out and the flames went off. And I still get goosebumps because I got goosebumps. I didn't expect them to go off. I got a bit of a, oh, yeah. fire out. Yeah. And that's when I went like that at the flames. And then I just looked around the stadium and it was packed. Yeah. There's like 80,000 people there. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, we're, like when did this happen type yeah. thing, you know? Like, everything would just happen so fast. I was like, how am I? So that year, 2011, I played in that grand final. My first game in 2011 was for the Hibiscus Coast Raiders in the Felon Shield, which is third division yeah. in, the, in the local Crazy, Auckland con. Well, and then you know, like five months later, you're in the grand final. Crazy. Bro, that's so like it, oh, yeah. buzzy. Like I, don't, I just don't, even now thinking back on it, like I wish, I wish it happened. I'm hoping it happens again because if oh, it does, sure. my appreciation of how hard it, you got to work to get to that point. Yeah. Well, you know, like, if you know what I mean, bro, like, at the time, that's all I thought it was, you know, and then obviously you have seven years of, you know, six of those seven or seven of those eight years not even making finals. It's like, yeah. man, that's yeah, all you want to do. Now, all man. you want to do is win a comp, you know? So if if and when I get there, the appreciation of that is going to be so much more. Yeah, for sure. 2018, oh, sorry, 2011 was a massive year for you, though. You had your debut, grand final, and then you got called up to the Kiwis, but unfortunately... I think you were injured. So in 2012, you made your Kiwis debut. Bit of an 80-meter yeah. intercept. Eden Park gave it, G'd up the crowd a bit as well. How good. Uh, what was it like in the <laughs> Kiwis environment for the first time and uh, wearing that black jersey? Yeah, that was, um, again, like childhood dream ticked. Yeah. Ticked off that week. It was, um, it was disappointing to have to pull out. 
um, at the end of the 2011 season. I had a crook back, um, but a disc, disc problem in my lower back that I needed to get sorted. But opportunity came in 2012, and that was, um, bro, that was, oh, yeah, that was that's one of my career highlights. That game, even though we lost, just the getting to play for your country in the city you grew up um, with your friends and family in the stand that you're running towards to score your first try um, in a Kiwis jumper is a moment I'll cherish forever. And that's why I got a bit chirpy. That's why I led up a little bit because I knew I was running straight at them. I knew exactly where they were sitting. It was like, oh, this couldn't have been scripted better. So obviously it would have been nice to win, but that um, that environment, the Kiwis environment to me is the pinnacle of our sport. And um, I cherish every moment. And, And a part of those, Pardon me. Part of those times in your career where you, um, you know, play in a grand final, sixteen games into your career, into your NRL career, like you take learnings from them, you know. And I think, you know, at the age I'm at now, I, I never ever take for granted being in the Kiwis environment. That's one yeah. thing I'll never ever take for granted because it's the pinnacle of our sport to me. So, um, yeah, just to just to have that taste of it at Eden Park as well. Um, yeah, awesome experience, bro. Awesome. Unreal. And what's it like uh, partnering with Benji in the halves? Because I can imagine he was a bit of a idol or someone you modelled your game off a bit. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, obviously, we all grew up watching him play and do his thing and change yeah. the way the game was played. You know, like no one, no one else in the game was stepping like him, passing like him, moving like him. So any young kid um, in the backyard was calling his name as we when we were growing up. You know, so. Um, to get the opportunity to play with him in my debut um, for the Kiwis um, was obviously really special, but I think probably even more special now, um, seven, eight years on from that time, us getting to you know get back together uh, last year um, was was just as special. So he's such a massive um, part of the Kiwis environment and it's sad to think that he wasn't there for all those years, but um, I know that now he's back uh, yeah, he's even better, uh, bigger and better from that. For sure. And just while we're on the Kiwis as well, their haka, uh, unreal, probably, well, without a doubt, the best New Zealand haka from any kind of sporting team, always get fizzed up yep. for it every time. Uh, how much work goes oh. into that? And uh, how does it feel performing that before the game? I've noticed you've moved up the picking order as oh, well. Hey, don't worry, don't worry. This party Asian goes handy. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, good. Um so, so we we um, we obviously have our own haka, um, yeah. and pretty much that haka is written and designed for not Maoris but um, Kiwis. You know, so anyone who's in this black jersey, whether you're Maori, Tongan, Samoan, Asian, Cook Island, heck, Australian, whatever, you're under here for a common cause, and we are all Kiwis. You know, and yeah. sort of when you learn about the haka and anyone that comes into our environment gets the same treatment. They learn about the haka. They learn what it means. Mm-hmm. It makes players that say aren't of Māori descent, um, it makes it easier for us to connect with and it makes it easier for us to buy into. So that's why you see, well, not just me, all, all the boys just go hundies with it because it, it means something to us. You know, we feel the words. We know exactly what we're representing when we're performing it. So um, it's... Um, it's definitely a, a special time when you get to, um, you know, perform it. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just love the energy that it brings with it. Eh? Like I get to do it with all these players again, players that I've seen on TV do it 
you know, before I got to do it, and here I am standing alongside of them going, ripping out poo cunners and that, you know, and just well, going crazy. Not, so, you can't not with Isaac just, Luke next to you, just giving up. <laughs> Adam Blair and that, like yeah. the goats of the hucker, like it's oh, crazy. Good. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. Back to the uh, NRL, things didn't really slow down for you from there. 2013, you were an NRL All Star, and then um, 2014, won the Four Nations final against Australia, and you were awarded the Golden Boot, best player in the world, ahead of guys like uh, Sam Burgess, Thurston, and Inglis. What was it like receiving that award, bro? As still a pretty young guy and still fairly new to the game, and now you're amongst the game's elite. Um, yeah, it was obviously very humbling to receive that award. I think it, what what that award did, though, for the next few years of my career, bro, is probably if you talk about an award that brings pressure or a bit of a bit of burden, you know, that's probably the one award because everyone, um, obviously, there was reactions, a number of different reactions to me receiving that award. People agreeing with it, people disagreeing with it, and obviously, I had a lot of people messaging me saying, "Congrats, how how good, like well deserved." And on the flip side, you get people. Yeah. Oh, how did he get it? Blah blah blah. You know, so that's yeah. where the criticism comes. So anything I did wrong, you know, from that point on, it was like, oh yeah, and he got golden boot award. You know, yeah. What I mean? right. like, yeah. So yeah. it was one of those awards. Like, like I never asked for that award, right? I never, yeah. hey, pick me. Like I'm here. Like choose mm-hmm. me for it, please. But a lot of people were sort of acting like I did that, and I and that that's the one thing I could never get. So although it was very humbling to receive that award, it was. Like I, I, I didn't need that. You know yeah. what I mean. I didn't need that award to to know what sort of player I was or what I wanted to do. Um, so I, although it's a massive achievement, I, I definitely don't hold it as a as a high a high um, like in high regard for my personal stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. God forgive you make a mistake on the footy field. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2015 to 18, you had strong seasons for both the Warriors and the Kiwis, playing key roles. 2018, the Warriors make the eight, first time in a while, and then bow out to Penrith. And then not long mm-hmm. after that, the uh, news came out the club wasn't looking to re-sign you for 2020. And then not long yeah. after that, again, you were granted a release to the, to leave immediately. Seemed pretty crazy from the outside looking in. Uh, did you have any idea something like this was coming and how difficult of a time was it for you? Um, oh, really difficult time. I'll start with that. Yeah. Um, really difficult. I wanted to, I wanted to be at the Warriors for the rest of my career. I didn't want to leave, you know, so that's when that, um, that stuff all unfolded. I was a bit shocked with how it unfolded. I remember I was in England and I had my mom, my dad, uh, my family message me these links Yeah, right. and it was just articles in the paper back in New Zealand saying how, yeah, the Warriors aren't going to look to re-sign me. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, far out. Well, like, that's okay. You know what I mean? But surely there was a different way that both, you know, the Warriors could have gone about it in terms of I've been at this club for a little while now. I've done a, I've, you know, put my blood, sweat and tears and maybe we could have had this conversation personally, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that that, that was a bit that I was um, shocked about. But it was I shocked that the Warriors didn't want to re-sign me in 2020. Like, of course, I would have loved them, like too. But yeah. no, I wasn't because I'd been at the club since I was twenty years old, and I hadn't delivered consecutive final series or a, a championship, a premiership. You know, and I know the Warriors; they they want to win, like any other organisation does. They want to win. So if I'm not the man to do that for them, there's only so many times they can persist with me. You know, 
So I, I'm 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 mature enough to understand that. You know, like I, I get that. I get that. At the end of the day, it's a business, and um, regardless of who you are, like if you're not getting the job done, then you'll be moved on. So that that part of it was okay. I was okay with that. It was more just how it unfolded. I just thought there was missed conversations between myself, my management, and the Warriors that could have happened before my family and my family and myself find these articles in the you know in the paper. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the bit I was most disappointed with. Yeah, for sure. So you leave the yeah. Warriors with your with your name and club history. You played 162 games, scored 917 points, smashing Stacey's record. Uh, what would be your all time favorite memory in the Warriors jersey if you had to pick one? All time favorite memory in the Warriors jersey. Oh, there's so many good memories, man. Yeah. You know, like I. I haven't actually been asked that question, really. So you're the first person to actually put me in this position. There you go. Um, I don't have, like right now, maybe if you gave me a bit of time, but right now I don't think I have one. Yeah. Um, there's so many, obviously, debut, grand final, um, big games, milestone games for other players that you got to be a part of. Yeah. You know, like Simon Mannering's 200th game special, um, you know, playing like, Oh yeah, playing milestone games with like Manu and yeah. you know Benny Matalino and all these players. It's I don't know if I can pick one. Like they were all they were all such good memories, bro. So yeah, yeah. I, I can't answer that, but I, I definitely have so many um good memories that um yeah, I'll, I'll definitely hold on to. A, it, it's it's crazy to actually think think about and look back on while I'm still playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Still a still a reasonably young half as well. So uh. 27th November, you were granted release, and then on the 1st of December, you signed with the Cronulla Sharks. I can imagine there was a lot of interest from plenty of other NRL clubs. What made the Sharks and Cronulla stand out for you, Ryan? Um, well, it was, a, it was a tough time, actually. Like A lot of teams actually had their rosters all sorted for the following year, yeah. you know, so there wasn't too, too many options available, but with the Sharks... Um, that was the year Valentine Holmes left to go to the NFL. Yeah. So it was almost like I could have stayed at the Warriors because I did request a release, like to leave early. Mm-hmm. And I could have stayed at the Warriors and seen out that 2019 season. But I just I just feel like there was, there was too much water on it. You know, there was just, yeah. no, fair enough. just too much. Yeah, it was just too much. So I thought it was time to move on. And then when that opportunity came up to join Cronulla, it was like too good of opportunity to, to miss. Yeah. One, obviously, the timing of what was going on, you know, with their roster was perfect. But then to join a well-established, tough, gritty footy side, a proven footy side, a side that, you know, had only won a comp a few years earlier, had players like Chad Townsend, Wade Graham, um, Andrew Fafita, these sorts of players that, you know, like players that Aaron Woods that you'd love to play with any day of the week anyway. Yeah. it, it was just like, yeah, I, I jumped at it, man. I, I was, I, I was really excited for that. So, yeah, it's um, obviously life in Cronulla is still sorting itself out, but definitely um, trying to make the most of my time here. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, your first season with the Sharks last year, back partnering up with your old Warriors teammate Chad Townsend. You make the eight, and then uh, bow out to a pretty tough Manly side that were went on an unreal yeah. run. Uh, how was your yeah. first season in Cronulla, mate? And were there any massive differences you noticed going from the Warriors setup to the Sharks setup? 
Um, yeah, first season was one of, I guess, up, up, ups and downs, like mainly with um, my, my personal life, um, my, my body as well, you know, like relocating and getting familiar with a new place is a lot tougher or to me was a lot tougher than I ever gave thought to. Yeah. Um, obviously, I knew leaving family was going to be tough. I'm so close to my family back home. And then mm. the other part of it was Kayla. You know, Kayla had her netball career back in New Zealand, uh, all her family and friends back in New Zealand. So asking her to give all that up and come with me yeah. was the other side of it. Yeah. So the first six months we did um, sort of long distance, she came over a handful of times within that period. But I was over here on my own and I, I was okay. I did okay. But just why I play the sport is for my family. You know, like that. they're my they're my why, they're my drive, and me getting used to not having them there, um, sitting in the stands every week like they did at the Warriors, yeah. um, took a bit of getting used to. So I um, I had to adapt a little bit. You know, I had to change the way I th- thought a little bit, and um, I thought that first six months was was a challenge in that sense. But once Kayla moved over, um, we got a place together. Brought our brought our dog Ella over. We got another dog over here, Taco. I'm just heaps more settled now. So the but the why? back end of my season um, last year was was really good. Some of the best footy I've played in my career. And um, obviously we bowed out in the finals first round. But I thought with what our squad had been through um, the whole year, injuries, man, we had some unlucky, yeah. like we were hit hard with injuries. Obviously our coach, John Morris, first season, he took over late in the preseason. So there were so many things that were just going all over the shop, you know, and, and to, to be fair, to get ourselves in a position to have a, have a shot at it, um, you know, was pretty good in the end. So we're all better for those lessons and I'm better for those lessons of my first season, you know, playing at a new club. So it's just sad that the season's on hold now because we were all so excited and yeah. about getting stuck in together, you know, just being that more, much more familiar with one another. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to roll into that. So uh, two two tough losses to start the year, but against pretty quality opposition and definitely some yeah. Some tough grinding games. Um, May 28th, yeah, yeah. Uh, NRL's hopeful to get you guys back out there. Uh, how excited are you and the boys to get back out playing footy? Yeah, I think everyone in the comp, it, to be fair, anyone affiliated with the NRL is excited just to get something going, you know. Obviously, the players um, and those close with the players, the coaching staff, we've just come off the back of a mega preseason. So the fact that you put in all that hard work for two games of footy and then get told to put it on ice for a little bit. Yeah. It's like everyone's bursting at the seam, you know. We're, we're all itching just to get out there and play. So we can't wait. And then it's awesome that we've got a date because at the moment we're all in training on our own. We're all in sort of isolation, just doing our own thing. So the fact that we've got something to work towards will make that a little easier. But, yeah, we can't wait to get back out there, bro. Like we had obviously two losses to start the season. So it makes this time that you've got to yourself twiddling your thumbs thinking about you know, a lot of things. It's like just let us get back out there and get a dub. You know, we we just get out, get our season going. So yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a few general questions to uh, finish up the serious stuff. Uh, people and uh, NRL fans in particular seem to have pretty harsh expectations on you at times. And um, I don't, in my opinion, you've already had a pretty unreal career and have never done anything to really cop or warrant the stuff that you do does it ever affect you mate and uh, how do you deal with that kind of off-field noise now you're a bit older yeah it's um it's it's i mean like like i get not everyone's gonna you, you can't please everyone right yeah like no 
there's always going to be someone that just doesn't like Sean Johnson, you know, regardless of what I do. I could rescue a cat from a burning building and he still wouldn't like me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't try to put my energy sort of into that area. I try to focus on the things that make me happy and um, the things that, you know, are, I guess are of importance to me, you know, which is my family, uh, my teammates, and then, you know, the, the fans, the kids, the little kids that I know look up to me, the little kids that I know are maybe in the backyard stepping and calling my name out when they step, you know, like they're the ones that um, I want to give my attention to, you know. So, yeah, like like anything, like you hear something bad said about you, like the same as like you hear something good said about you, it feels nice. Or when people say something negative about you, it doesn't feel nice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm no different. I'm a normal person. I, I feel those feelings. But I think as I've gotten older, one thing that's become clear is that if I want to put my energy in, the, in those in those areas, then it, it's just wasted, you know. So don't don't give yourself over to that. Or if you do give yourself into that space for a little bit, do it in a positive way. Like you know, don't fight it with hate. Fight it with love. And I, yeah. I found that that for me has been um, quite soothing for me. Actually, um, there was one recently. I don't know if you saw it. The, the sharks put up a kicking video. Oh, I put up. Wow, I was going to mention that. God, did I? Oh, just trying to help the kids right. out, man. Yeah. So the sharks. I was doing a kicking session at Shark Park, and for those that don't know, and then one of the media guys comes down and goes, "Hey, do you mind just me filming just your run up?" Because we're trying to encourage kids to get outside and you know do something while in isolation. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, sweet." So I was like, delivered a message for the kids, talked them through my run up, and I was like, "Yeah, happy days." Uh, the sharks tagged me in it I looked on it and I'm like what the hell it was like eight yeah. comments on there and five of them were like negative I was like are these guys serious like yeah. <laughs> have you do you even see the message like one of them was um, no, no, nothing to even do like it was like at the sharks it was like are you guys serious promoting an, a rival Coe's jersey because oh, I was wearing a blues jersey blue. you right. know like so I'm just like oh man but then I thought about it I was like well I don't actually know if these guys would say this to me if I was to see them in the street, you know, like, so I just replied back. I replied back in a, not a negative way. No. I just explained the situation. Yeah. And sure enough, I got a message off um, a couple of them apologizing and, and saying what they were, you know, like just yeah. trying to, you know, like smooth it over. But I'm just like, man, like it's so much easier for people to comment on line something negative then it is something positive and it's sad so yeah. when i was commenting back i was just trying to comment in a way that like hey look it's okay like this is what was going on blah 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 yeah and then sure enough it sort of blew itself over and a lot of people ended up jumping on it sending yeah. like a million nice comments and i was like no i don't need the million nice comments. i'm just saying like let's yeah. think about how we talk to one another before we just throw it out there because bro there could be someone that could get affected by some of the things that have been said online so it's just about changing that mindset man I saw Big Fafita jumped on in your defence as well. How good. The boys got yeah. you back. The boys are there. Uh, you played a lot of rugby growing up. Was there any uh, interests from rugby teams, um, contracts, things like that? And is that something you would consider in the future or do you want to be a straight NRL player for the rest of your career? Um, no, nah, there was never really any genuine interest. I mean, I, I remember we had a conversation about going sevens at one point. Yeah. Oh, uh, that I think point? I would yeah, I can't remember. No, I don't think it was Olympic. I had had that conversation with my manager. What are, you th- what are your thoughts about, um, you know, changing over in time to try and make the Olympic team? Because the Olympics does sound, yeah, that's that's really appealing. 
Yeah. But I remember there was, um, I think it was early, I might have even been like 23 or 24, like early on, you know, mm-hmm. I was coming off contract and we were floating all these ideas. But Simmons was the only one that actually probably had a conversation starter. You know, there was actually some some substance to it. But at the end of the day, it was always at that time, it was just the Warriors, you know, like it, even other teams like, not just to play rugby, if there was another team that came knocking, it was like, nah, the Warriors, nah, I'll play that, you know. Fair enough. So, yeah, that that's sort of where that all um all stopped, though. Yeah, fair. And then uh, I think Kimbo might have snuck this one in last year, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, you're known as a bit of a magician on the field, mate, but who's the best magician you know off the field? <laughs> a bit of context for you on this one. Uh, it was a few years ago back now, eh? and we're having a few red wines, and I've been dating Kim for almost 10 years, and never heard this magic trick before and she decided to go up to you and pull it out and I thought geez this could go either way and then she nailed it I couldn't believe it and it's still the proudest moment to this day I think so yeah she uh that was unreal I don't know you can ask her this what was more special the fact that she did that to me or I returned serve with one of my own I do remember that and you were as equal in Christ (laughs) yeah and I pulled it off and I could not believe it yeah, I remember we were just running around cracking up. It was like, oh. what the hell did that it just was, happen? That was, and it came from out of nowhere as well. Could not. <laughs> Unreal. One of the greats. A few quick fire questions for you here. Uh, nothing too seriously. Uh, serious, sorry. First, uh, the best bloke you've played with or against on the footy field? Um, I've been lucky to play, obviously, with a, a number of awesome people, but I'll have to say uh, Jacob Lilliman would yeah. be at the top of that list. Yeah. Just an awesome team guy. Um, good, to, good to get on the piss with. He's just, yeah, really, really good, genuine fellow. So I'd say Jacob Lilliman. Nice. Biggest grub you've played with? Surely old oh, McInnes. Um, McInnes is a grub, and that's what who I've played against. But yeah. with, I'd probably say Isaac Luke. Yeah. He's and just a piss break. He, he peppers everyone, bully. He just, <laughs> yeah. he's Against would be... Oh, yeah, Mick Guinness was, he was pretty, yeah, he was up there. I've he was up there. Had, yeah. Yeah. Two good grubs, good. Worst roommate you've had on tour? Um, oh, Cody Nicarima's pretty messy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little niff. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably say that because I was with him for like a month. Yeah. Right. with him for like five, six weeks. Yeah. But, he he's like that's the only part of him that was bad like his messiness you know yeah. what I mean everything else was really good so as a roommate was really good but if there was one at the like top of the list that was just like out and out annoying James Maloney oh I can imagine yeah. oh my god bro get this okay we're grand final day <laughs> grand final day I'm in the room trying to have a sleep he's just decided nah he's had enough he's too he's itching to play in a GF opens a curtain and starts bouncing on his bed like a bloody 12-year-old thinking it's a trampoline, singing these songs, charging, marching and that. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, let's go, Shawnee. We're on today, bruh. But I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> you look, bro, he, we were only young. I was only 20. He would have been, yeah. what, 24? Yeah. But I'm just like, far out. You're crazy, man. What a hectic fella. I've heard he's a good type. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Yeah, he's, he's up there. Uh, Favourite sport outside of footy? Uh, golf Yeah right And uh, if you could play For any other Professional sports team In any sport Who would it be 
Um, I'll go Lakers in the NBA. Nice, LeBron. Showtime. Sure. Yeah, showtime all day. Oh. A few non-footy ones. Uh, death, if you're on death row, what would your final meal be? Oh, I'd request, if my mum was still talking to me, some of her spring rolls. Oh, you're in the bad box, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Three people dead or alive you'd go to dinner with? Um, I'd go Bob Marley. Yeah. I'd go LeBron. Yeah, nice, the goat. Yeah, and then I'd go... Far out. Man, now that he's obviously sadly passed, so I go Kobe. Yeah, fair enough. That was tough. Yeah. Um, you're the coach. You're, you're picking the halves. You're picking the, in the number six jersey. You can cut one, bench one, start one. It's Benji Marshall, <laughs> Kieran Foran, and yourself. And I know this oh, is. Oh, you're a dog. You've been <laughs> in this dilemma before, mate. Who, who are you going? Now, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll cut myself. Oh yeah, I might I might just play it out. I'll, I'll play it out how it happened that been the last year. Cut oh, myself. I'll bench Foz and start Benji. <laughs> the first one to say they'd cut themselves. Well done. Um, yeah. Bit of a hypothetical. Now you're a married man with a baby on the way, but um, it's day three of a bender, nine a.m. and you've hit a wall. You get one phone call to call anyone in to so bring some fizz and get you through. Who do you rate? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um. <laughs> I'm calling my hype man, Nathan Stockman. Oh, there we go. Shit. He can bring some fizz, actually. Those snorkels <laughs> really rips through them. Yeah, I'm going my hype man, Nate, Nate Stockman, for sure. One of the coast finest. And then finally, three NRL players that you'd like to steam up with. So, say that again? Three NRL players you'd most like to, to steam up with, have a session with. So you've got, um, got a room, unlimited booze, three blokes. Oh, can be past or present. Yeah, well, Jacob Lilliman would be in it. Yeah. Um, I'd love just to reunite with a few of the older boys. You know, yeah, I'll go Michael Luck. Oh, what a bloke! Yeah, I'll yeah. go and I'll go maybe Lance Ohio. Oh, how good! The Huntley, ex- yeah. Huntley Hurricane. Beauty. Yeah. That's all I've got time for, mate. I don't want to hold you up too long. No doubt you need to head back to the stadium for some more cooking kicking practice. Um, <laughs> thanks for jumping on and taking the time to have a yarn. Appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you back on the park, Stephen Blokes, 28th of May. Go well. Nah, appreciate it, Sealy. All good, brother. Unreal. Cheers, bro.